Hi, welcome back to Timmy's Fantasy Takes for this week. And today we have a guest, Lance McAllister, here with us. Uh, to start the show off, we have a question of the week. Uh, with all of the first-round quarterbacks this week starting, uh, who do you think will play the best? And I said, I think it'll be Justin Fields because he showed a lot of promise in his last game. He didn't have many touchdowns or, or any touchdowns, but he still looked solid and clearly showed that he can get the Bears' offense moving down the field. With starting running back out for the next couple weeks, David Montgomery, the Bears will uh, have to rely on Fields' legs more to help their rushing game. Fields always looks like the best athlete on the field to me, no matter what stage he's playing on, because he looks insanely fast when he decides to run, and his arm strength is amazing. Yeah, you know what? I um, I, I watched Justin against the Bengals, and I thought, ah, he, you know, he, he's still learning. He, he's got a ways to go, but... As the weeks have progressed, you know this, he's gotten a little bit more comfortable. They've gotten more comfortable with him. I think they're letting him do a little bit more. I think he's on the cusp of really breaking out to become a, a, a threat that is going to be one of the storylines around the NFL. The, the athletic ability is off the charts. Um, the, the learning when to do it, when not to do it, aspects of a rookie, there, there's going to be some growing pains with him, but he's dynamic. And, and I, I, I can't disagree with that. I think we're, we're going to see the, the breakout phase of Justin Fields here over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And I think the offensive line will really have to hold up because that was really the story against the Browns. Yep. Uh, he only had, I saw on average, like 0.78 seconds to throw the ball, like you're really just not going to be able to do much as a quarterback when you only have that much time to throw it. Uh, but then as far as the other rookie quarterbacks, I think they've also shown more improvement. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is racking up fantasy points with his legs right now because Urban Meyer has shown that he likes running running it with them, especially in the red zone. Yeah, you know, watching him against the Bengals and going in, the storyline on Trevor Lawrence was turnovers. I think he turned it over. I think he'd thrown nine interceptions. He may have fumbled twice, and that was who he was at that point. But against the Bengals, I, I saw some confidence start to grow with him. He wasn't afraid. He made some big throws, but he wasn't afraid to take off. He's got those long strides. And, and Joe Burrow was mic'd up for the game, and at the end of the game, Joe came up to him and kind of put his arm around the back of his head and say, hang in there, it's going to get better. And I think I, I think that statement shows where Trevor Lawrence is going. It is going to get better for him. I think as his confidence grows and he has success, maybe it's just that one pass that he connects on, I think we're going to see the unlocking of Trevor Lawrence a little bit more each week. Look, he, he was the first pick in the draft for a reason. He's a star-studded talent. Um, there's a learning curve in the league, obviously. I think even in the loss against the Bengals, getting out to that lead, showed a little bit of what's to come with Trevor Lawrence. And uh, that if he were a stock, I'd be buying Trevor Lawrence stock right now. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, also, Mac Jones, I think he looked like a great quarterback against uh, Tampa Bay. But I fantasy-wise, I don't know if he, he'd be good to play because, really, he doesn't get many touchdowns. There's never going to be a rushing game for him. Uh, so it's just hard to rack up points for him. Yeah, not a lot of weapons for him to help him along the way. He, he might be a guy, I, I think, down the road, but short term, there, there's just not enough value there to, to, to align yourselves with with a Mac Jones. He's certainly accurate, but they're just not. You need the big play potential. It's not there right now. And then Trey Lance is also making his first start this week. Um, I really don't know how he's going to do because, I mean, you look at Fields, Jones, and Lawrence. They're from Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama. 
So, like, you've heard about him and you've seen him play, but really with Lance, we haven't been able to see him play much. Yeah, it's a great point. It's the great unknown. It's like the $64,000 question. What? Who is he? What is he? And when's he going to be ready to, to reveal exactly who and what he is? And I, I don't think it's right now. I, there, there's going to be those moments where you kind of cringe and cover your eyes and say, I can't believe he made that pass. Um, but it's when you're a rookie quarterback, you, you have to go through those learning points of the curve to get to the other side. He's just not to the other side right now. There's, there, there's not enough value. It's too volatile. I, I, I wouldn't touch him right now. Yeah. And then Zach Wilson, uh, he showed a lot of promise last week, but still – Really struggling before that. Uh, he he did look good, and he's going against a weak Falcons defense this week, but still not like playing worthy, I would say. Yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see how much his confidence grows off of last week because that was a really good performance for him, but is he ready to take a next step up? And you mentioned the Falcons. Maybe the opportunity's there to do that against them, but th- there's a lot of lo- uh, eyes and bright lights on, uh, on him, and um, I, I think it's coming. I, I don't think it comes this weekend. Yeah, I agree. And then for the next topic, uh, what Bengals wide receiver would you most want to play in fantasy? Um, I said that this was a tough question to answer because uh, they've all shown great promise, and I think I would have to say T. Higgins still. I know Jamar Chase puts up a lot of points. He mainly gets his points off of big plays, though, for deep balls. And uh, so really, if you take away like his one big play a game, I just don't see as many fantasy points there for him. I think you hit on a great point, and it's why I said earlier this week, I think they need to target Jamar Chase more. I think he's only averaging six targets a game. Um, to me, that's got to be closer to 10, and that's got to be taking chances down the field with him. And even if you don't hook up on one or two, at least you, you, you threaten the defense with those plays. I'll say it this way. If the Bengals start feeding him more, you know the big play capabilities in him, I think he's the guy. But for the moment, I'd agree with you. I think T. Higgins is solid enough, dependable enough, and gets enough touches right now. But, man, if I'm the Bengals, I'm dialing Zach Taylor and saying, you got to, and Brian Callahan and Joe Burrow, you got to get 10, 11, 12 targets for Joe. I do it. I make teams pay on Jamar Chase until they respond and, and it's kind of the chess game. And, and I think you keep pounding big plays to Jamar Chase until teams figure out one-on-one. Right now, I take my chances one-on-one with Jamar Chase against any one-on-one in the league. And then Boyd's also looked really good. Yeah. Uh, he's been getting a lot of targets and receptions, and then he's getting a lot of yards. But uh, I still wouldn't say he's the best out of them because he's only reached the end zone once, I believe. Uh, Chase has reached the end zone more than they've played games, so. Yeah, I was talking with Dave Lapham, the Bengals analyst, this week, and he said he thinks Tyler Boyd's the best slot receiver in the league. And I love what he does, but to your point of scoring, he's more of the almost middle-of-the-field type of guy instead of the the big play down-the-field type of guy. They're certainly valuating, but fantasy football-wise, there's not as much, so um, not so much on Tyler. Yeah, and then I think Higgins, like, he just has the body. He just has, like, the perfect body to be a, like, great receiver in the NFL like you look at like Julio Jones he's like big and tall like he's a guy like that that I think he can be in the future he's got all the ingredients and he's he's just going to get better we, we saw a glimpse of it last season we're going to see a little bit more this is the guy whose arc is shooting uh, up to the ceiling right now yeah I agree and next for the start sit section uh, I have start Cordero Patterson uh, I recommend to start Patterson while he's hot I know many people want to trade him while he's high but if you did keep him, I would play him as a flex. He's gotten 82 receiving yards in both of his last two games. The, rece- the receptions are always there for him, so in PPR, he's great. He's also gotten seven carries in almost every game, so they still let him run it. 
If Patterson can make it into the end zone, he'll likely be a good fantasy option. Yeah, you've hit on uh, a key guy in fantasy football this year, and it's fascinating to see how he's listed in, in certain leagues. And you hit on the the value and when when to trade him or not, and and is he as hot as he's going to be and trade him right now while you can? I think it's one of those uh, decisions that a lot of owners of fantasy football teams around the country are debating this week. What do I do? It do I hang on to him? Do I get rid of him? He's uh, he's the guy who leads that question this week. No no doubt about it. Yep. And then uh, next I have start Corey Davis because of how well Zach Wilson finally looked in his last game. I think uh, Corey Davis is Zach Wilson's favorite target right now. If they can build off of their connections uh, against the Falcons this week, uh, I think it'd be a big game for him. No doubt. He's he's the uh, security. When, when you're a rookie, you're looking for somebody you can count on and depend on. And in this case, Zach has found his guy with Corey. There's a comfort level there. They seem to be on the same page. Maybe it's just kind of a wink or a, a look in, instead of a, a hand signal or a, a play call. And when you have that, when things get tough and you're a rookie, you revert to something you can count on, and that's him. And I, I think you've hit on it. That's a dynamic I think is going to grow together. Next, I have sit Evan Ingram. Ingram was yeah. third in targets last week for the Giants, which is great to see, but he still has not been getting open enough downfield, and he hasn't been, uh, been converting on his targets. So I would still need to see a big game from him before he enters any starting lineup. Yeah, I, I agree. There's not enough upside right now. There, there might be eventually, but there's just not enough to, to play him this week based on the, the sample size to this point. He needs, uh, he needs to show more. And then last, I have start Damian Williams. I'm sure many people are starting Damian Will, uh, Williams due to David Montgomery's injury. Uh, he should be about out for about four weeks. Uh, but the Bears are going to be looking to replace a lot of tux, touches missing uh, Montgomery this week. And so Williams is a guy stepping in for him. Yeah, um, and, and I think they lean on him a little bit more this week. That's going to be interesting because you're right. It's it's all the adjustment that offense is going on right now. You've got a rookie quarterback. You've got Montgomery Hurt. So they're kind of finding themselves offensively, and, and I think he's part of a recipe that uh, helps them cook a little this week, hopefully. All right, thank you, Lance, and that's all we have for today. Thanks for having me.